Are you tired of the endless stream of fantasy marketing and vanity metrics? Yeah, so am I. My name is James Patrick, and I'm an internationally published photographer, media specialist, and marketing strategist. I'm also a student of professional development, and like you, I've been left frustrated by all of this influencer-driven generic advice making us think that we are just one course, conference, or manifestation away from the life of our dreams. We need to cut through this crap and move beyond the posturing, beyond the facade, beyond the image to take real action on the real work that will create the real results. This is the Beyond the Image podcast. My guest today is Laura Sulio. She's the co-founder of Body Tune By. Laura, how are you doing today? Good. Thank you so much for having me on. Well, I appreciate you being on. I feel like we're polar opposites when it comes to our aesthetic presentations right now. I'm in this dark kind of like like moody lit studio and you're in this bright high key lighting with white walls behind you. We're, we're like a, a yin yang diagram looking there at this zoom lineup here. That's true. Yeah. Uh, let me, let me hear a little bit about your, your, your background. Cause you and your husband, you, you started a, a business that you run together. Uh, and as you've been running this business for a number of years, you've expanded upon the services that, that you're offering to your clients. Um, what was the inspiration behind this and, and kind of walk us through like this, kind of the early iterations of scaling. This is the way you two have. Yeah. So my husband does all like the rehab and, you know, like orthotics and basically injury prevention and helping people with their injury for healing wise. And I do all of the medical aesthetics. So um, I concentrate on more of a natural side of medical aesthetics. So I do not do any of like the Botox and injections. So for me, it's more of holistic using lasers and, you know, IPLs and other various technologies. Um, and, you know, I did have a light bulb moment in our, you know, spa here when I decided to actually prioritize myself as simply said and start focusing on my own nutrition and health and weight loss journey so mm. that was kind of the twist as to why um, I started to introduce body transformation coaching because I myself had a huge transformation and I felt fantastic and I was able to overcome this while still being a wife, a mom, uh, owning my own business, running my own clients, and I was still successful. So I was like, if I can do this, how many other women who are high achievers just like me can do the same thing? So that's when I went back to school, got certified, and now offer you know body transformation coaching as well. What was the that that kind of moment that sparked that light bulb for you where you realized that you could do something different within your own trajectory for me it was after a vacation and seeing pictures of myself and mm -hmm. i was like hmm, i don't like what i see and you know the kids were still young at that time too and you know i wasn't going to say i'm out of breath chasing after them but i was just thinking, you know, future wise, you know, I want to have a sprint with my son and I want to actually like beat him, you know, and, and be challenged on that aspect, as opposed to like them not even being like, ma race you up the hill because they know mom can't even take two steps, you know? It's such a powerful visual because 
what you did was you not just set a goal, you actually anchored that goal with a reason and and an emotion to it. And oftentimes, if we set goals that don't have anything attached to the goal, it might not be a goal we really care about. And what you did instead was you were able to graft on reason and and emotion to to what this what this path was. And then you were able to navigate and figure out certain approaches or steps for yourself to create changes within your life. And then you decided, all right, let me take this to to other other women. What was kind of the early response as you were kind of sharing the your story almost as almost as a model like hey this is what I did and I'm I'm here to help you next yeah I think first and foremost people were seeing my transformation so you know they hadn't seen me for a couple months and then coming in for a treatment like what are you doing like um you're looking fantastic you know you're getting tighter you're leaner like help me and that's where it was kind of my light bulb moment of you know what I could help so many more women and um just just to build and make it not so complicated. And I feel like that's, that's the actual truth behind it because you can easily go online and, you know, Google things, but it becomes super overwhelming and really, and truly it doesn't need to be complicated. It's, you know, these daily habits that create these long-term gains as opposed to this, like one day of being extreme, you know, um, I constantly even tell my clients, you know, you want that six pack, but you know, you just do your abs once you're not going to get a six pack one time a day, like just that one day at all. Right. So it's that daily habits and that consistency that will get you to those goals. I used to be so mad that that was true, but especially when I was in like high school because I needed people to notice me and I, I wasn't willing to spend hours in the gym. I was willing to spend seconds with my, my two 25 pound dumbbells I had in my bedroom. So I would focus on vanity, vanity workouts, only curls, yeah. you know, you got to, if, if nothing else, I had biceps in high school. So everything else was kind of lanky, but I had my biceps in high school. What were some of the habits that you realized? Because setting habits in itself can be difficult. What what were you what were you learning in this process as you were one experiencing, but two, teaching and coaching of habits that you could implement and then ways to make sure those habits stuck versus you know going the wayside? Yeah. First of all, it is baby steps, right? So you, you can't like, so one of my first and foremost uh, habits is drinking more water. Now, if I told you, okay, start drinking four liters of water each day, and you're not even used to drinking a cup of day, you're not going to do it. It's, it's overwhelming, right? So it's starting like, okay, you know what, we're going to start with a quarter cup of water a week, you know, and baby steps like that, because you, you in your head are like quarter cup of water a week. Oh my gosh, that's nothing. I easily got that. And it's a, an easy check mark and, and something easy to accomplish as opposed to me saying four liters of water, right? You're, you're just going to be like, I'm give up before even trying. So something like as simple as drinking more water, you know, it helps our body in so many ways, not just with like skin health, but overall, like nutrition and, you know, fitness, everything, it just keeps your body hydrated and looking so much better. Um, so that would be number one. Um, again, simple things. So 
having a healthy diet, um, you know, especially a lot of entrepreneurs listening, you know, we tend to skip meals um, mm -hmm. or eat out or Uber Eats and mm -hmm. it's not healthy options, right? So, you know, by having even a day that you're meal prepping or even if you wanted to do like a, a sort of meal prep program um, or delivery system, there's so many options that are out there that are not the quick and cheap, you know, uh, Uber Eats, but healthy, nutritious meals that can be delivered to you. It's interesting, like think using this, this posture of being an entrepreneur. Um, I think back to, I wasn't a full-time entrepreneur at the time. <clears throat> I, I had a corporate career in marketing, but I was also uh, building a side hustle in photography. But my days were, I would wake up at about five and I'd get to the office by 6, 6.30. And the reason I'd get to the office around 6, 6.30 was because that's when I could be most productive. That's before my meeting started. That's before my phone was ringing. That's before all the other project managers in the office were vying for my attention. Because once that happened, probably around nine o'clock, my day kind of got shot until four o'clock when everyone would go home. So I'd get most of my work done between six and, and nine o'clock. So that three hours right there. And then what would happen at four o'clock? Well, oftentimes I'd work late because I'd want to finish the work I started that morning and, and get a little bit of a second win. And if I wasn't working late till like, let's say six or seven, uh, what was I doing? I was going to networking mixers. I was going to meet with clients. So I'm whining and dining. So there's a lot of alcohol involved. There's a lot of, yeah, you go to a networking mixer, they don't typically have the healthiest options at these. It's normally fried or heavy or greasy or cheesy or whatever it is. And you're just constantly on the go because you're afraid if you're not on the go, you're afraid if you're not burning the candle at both ends, if you're not pushing, if you're not grinding, what, like who in the world thought that grinding was a good idea? It sounds so awful. We don't grind things we like, you know, grinding pulverizes things. It destroys things, but we're willing to grind ourselves so we can hustle. Um, and what it ended up, resulting for me was all of a sudden I wake up and I'm, you know, I'm, I'm overweight. My, my blood sugar is high. My blood pressure is atrocious. I I'm not sleeping. And I'm just like, how did this happen? Well, look at the life I've been, I've been leading for the last umpteen years. So why do we feel that we need to sacrifice our health? The most important thing in order to achieve a career success or financial gain? Like, why is that Why is that the first thing we're willing to give up? It doesn't make sense to me. As someone who's done it himself. Yeah, it's true. It doesn't make sense because you, you, I guess it would be almost like that light bulb moment that you actually reached where you woke up that morning and you were like, where did this stomach come from? Where did these eye bag dark circles come from? You know, my skin is flaking off because it's so dehydrated. You know, I'm not sleeping, um, you know, and all of these, like this ripple effect. So for you, at least you realized it and, and did something about it. And that's where most people, I unfortunately have to come to that point to actually realize, you know what, I need to prioritize my health, because if you're not prioritizing your health, who is going to do that for you? 
you know, who's going to step in and say, hey, you know, maybe yes, okay, you might have a spouse that could give you a little nudge, but you know, that person's not going to be waking up those extra early hours to pull in that workout or make those more nutritious meals so that you're not up to grabbing that fried, you know, some sort of food um, or drinking that alcoholic drink, you know, you're the one that has to make those conscious, you know, uh, efforts for yourself. And you need to learn how to prioritize yourself because like I said, no one will do it for you. It's interesting. I'm curious if you've noticed this intuition tells us that it has to be one or the other. We either have to be healthy or successful that we can't do both simultaneously because we are finite. I only have so much time in the day. And if I'm not working, I'm not making money. Uh, I only have so much energy. If I'm not applying that to growing this business or to putting into my clients, um, then, then I will not succeed. Uh, and I, I was guilty of this like anyone, but what is the outcome of this? The outcome is, yes, I might build a successful business. I'll never live long enough to see it get to its full potential. I'll be too stressed out to ever enjoy the success I'm earning. And I will have not ever invested in relationships. I'll be alone and have no one to celebrate it with, okay? So what a shit future that is. When I shifted, I'm curious if you noticed this as well. When I shifted and I prioritized in this order, my health first, my mindset second, relationships third, business last. Not only did I get just as much done in my business as I did before, I was way more effective. So I became both more efficient and more effective in my business. So my business grew actually by working less, actually by prioritizing and putting more time into me. And no one gets that until they go through it themselves. I'm curious if you had that experience. Absolutely. Bang on. Yeah, the exact same. So you would think it would be opposite because you're starting to prioritize yourself and your health. And you think, I don't have time right now to do that workout. So how am I going to do it? You know, when I start to make this time, but literally I just put it in my phone and I'm one person that sticks to a schedule. So if it's in my phone, then it's like, okay, well, I can't ignore it until I cross it off my list. So it, it definitely helped me just to say, okay, it's in my phone. It's on my schedule. I have to do it. So, I mean, at the beginning, yeah, probably my workouts were a little bit half-assed, right? But at the same token, it was something that was like, okay, I'm doing this. And it started to become something that now I can't miss my workout because it literally helps to clear my mind. It helps with, you know, my relationships with the kids and my husband. It helps with my relationships with my clients and my work. And exactly to your point where what I thought, oh, I don't have time or I need to work on my business even more. I don't feel like I not that I don't need to work on the business, but I'm I have more business than what I did before. And you would think it'd be opposite. So same with you. You know, it's one of the hardest things is not starting something, but it's maintaining that thing. Um, for example, if I were to schedule my workouts at five o'clock when I get, when I leave the office, I can guarantee at least half of the days I'm going to skip my workout. And the reason is 
because by the time five o'clock rolls around, I might be too tired or maybe something ran late or maybe, you know, I need to go pick up my son or maybe fill in the blank of all the scenarios that could come up, which can impact my ability to do that workout or my interest in doing that workout. So even though it was on my schedule, I'm moving that, you know, and, and I know myself, I know how I operate. So what I ended up having to do for myself was putting, putting it in my calendar at four in the morning. It's before my son wakes up. It's the only, it, it's time I get to myself. It, the gym is empty. Uh, I'm, I'm typically an early riser anyway. So this is not too terribly inconvenient for me to, to do this, but it's hard for something to get in the way of a 4am workout. Um, but the only way I can make that work is if I go to bed on time. So there's certain things that I need to do in order to make this happen. Because if I stay up late, like for example, I'm hosting a workshop tonight. I might not get home till late. It's going to be hard to get up tomorrow, but there's nothing else I need to be doing during that time. So like I'm trying to build ways to prevent excuses from preventing me from doing the thing that I know I need to do. Um, you gave a couple of great examples with like the amount of water we consume. What other recommendations would you give so people can not just start a habit, but maintain some, some healthy habits in, in their lives? Yeah, um, I would also say in terms of, you know, reversing the signs of aging, um, what people should be doing daily is applying sunscreen. Um, we tend to miss that key, um, which is huge, like the amount of stats that are being released now with the sun aging our skin and just causing um, so much photo damage. Um, it's incredible. So something as simple as just applying a daily SPF. I always tell my clients here, SPF is your BFF um, because you need to use it every day. Um, other things I would say, even you hit it with, you know, going to your mixers and things um, is the alcohol consumption. Um, people don't realize how many calories are in, you know, a glass of wine and, you know, they're not just having one, they're having two, they're having three. And that, adds up the calories and, you know, not even just the calories, but dehydration in the body, um, wear and tear, it ages you. So something as simple as, you know, even just getting a sparkling water so that it makes it seem like you're drinking something on the rocks or whatnot. Um, so people don't question that you're not drinking and you could still have a, a good time, but not add that added, you know, calories to it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, 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 it's interesting because I, it may be age because I have to, I have to operate a lot differently now as 40 than I did when I was, you know, 30, uh, when I, when I went off and ventured on my own, but I just have a lot more non-negotiables now. And I, I also think becoming a father helped readjust some priorities for me but I noticed that like I track things I I you know I think you're the same way you know I'm just I like to know how I operate based off certain sets of quantifiable data so I know that if I don't sleep 
my mood is going to suffer not just for one day, but for a couple days. I, I know that because I just write it down. I track my mood every day. I know that if I skip my workouts, this is interesting. I don't work as much. I and I never would have known that or put that together unless I wrote it down in my in my journal every day because I track how motivated am I today. And I know is if I skip workouts that day and the next few days, I get less done than if I started my day with a workout. Um, it, it, it boggles my mind how it's all tied together and actually building these small victories can, can really precipitate a willingness to, to take on something else. So like every day when I get up to go to the gym, even if it's a shit workout, it makes me feel better about whatever I'm doing next. All of a sudden, working on a hard project, it doesn't seem as arduous. All of a sudden making a sales call doesn't seem as nerve wracking. All of a sudden having to have a difficult conversation doesn't seem as uh, trepidatious. Like things start to feel easier because I had that one win. So if you were to set like this goal for yourself of, you know, I'm just gonna drink a, you know, a, a cup of water a day, we're not hitting the four liters yet. And you just wrote that down and you got to check that off the faster you check that thing off, the more I feel like it motivates you to kind of take on the next thing. I'm curious if you've seen anything similar. Oh yeah, absolutely. And even, even targeting, you know, the workouts, you know, I feel like even some people listening might not be at that same level that you and I are with, you know, pumping iron or whatnot, but it's simple steps as, you know, even just going to the gym and just doing like a walk, um, lifting a little bit of weights and doing, you know, like bicep curls or something. It doesn't need to be that extreme at the beginning. It's just getting into that daily habit of doing it. And then you can start to intensify your workouts too. Um, and just to your point, you know, once you've completed that workout, it's, it gives you that check mark for the day that, yeah, you can accomplish anything, you know? Um, and I am the same. If I miss my workout, I am miserable <laughs> and I have low energy. And I'm like, how, how is that possible? You know, like, how is my energy? Like, I feel like I can't drink enough coffee that day. Right. Um, mm -hmm. Just to boost up my energy level. Meanwhile, when I normally do my workouts, I'm okay with one or two espressos a day and I don't need any more caffeine. Right. So it is funny with those, you know, daily habits that we just need to start introducing. And what I think is important that you, that you were touching on is this doesn't start as an all or nothing. This isn't a light switch. This isn't a, on Monday morning, you are going to completely shift your entire being and, and, and presence. And I think that's where that, that hurts a lot of people because they'll try that you know, uh, you know, I'm going to every day, I'm going to run a mile, and then I'm going to drink a green juice every single day. And I'm going to um, tell my mother, I love her every day, you know, it's like, we'll, we'll come up with all these like things. And what ends up happening is our bodies want us to return to what we know. It's just designed, it's wired to go back to status quo. And so we, that's when the excuses come up or that's when we feel tired or that's when, you know, oh, I don't have time to run a mile. All right. But if you set an incredibly simple goal for yourself, 
Like for example, I my movement goal per day is 20 minutes. That's it. But it could be, let's just say it was five minutes. A five minute goal where all I have to do is move for five minutes. Everyone has five minutes that they can move. Now, my goal of 20 minutes, I would estimate 90% of the time, it's like five times that I end up working out for an hour. All right. But every now and then, sometimes I just hit that hit that little bit, right? Um, I have a goal of, you know, meditating. But it's not just I'm going to meditate every day. 60 seconds. Hmm. I'm going to meditate for 60 seconds every day. I have 60 seconds. Now, oftentimes I'll meditate for longer than 60 seconds. But I set something that was incredibly easy to hit because it gives me a win. All right? And the more I as you said, accumulate these wins, the more confident I am in other aspects and the more I'm willing to take on other things. So it, it builds this, this level of accomplishment and, and satisfaction in being able to, to check these things uh, off our list. Um, so we talked about like a few things. We talked about like what we're eating as entrepreneurs. We talked about um, our our kind of being sedentary kind of goes along with that. Uh, our, our lack of hydration, our, our, our lack of ability to take care of our skin. Um, what about sleep? How are we doing at sleep and how should we be doing at sleep? How do we, do we need to be sleeping more? Cause, cause there's this whole ideology that entrepreneurs should not be sleeping, that, that, that sleeping equates to laziness. If that was true, then I'd be the laziest person. <laughs> um, I sleep. I value my sleep. I need my sleep and my children know. And you know what? And also, you know, God blessed me with these amazing sleepers because my daughter slept through the night when she was four days old onwards. My son slept through the night when he was a month old onwards. And I just, they just know I need sleep, right? Um, so I, I need my like eight to nine hours every single night. So um, yeah, I honestly sleep you, it's, you need it, you know, the body restores during sleep. So um, even just in terms of like comparing, you know, day versus night, you know, daytime in terms of even like skin, our daytime, our skin is constantly in that fight mode and trying to get rid of like the external aggressions and pollution and grime and everything. And then at nighttime, we are in that, you know, flight and relaxation and rejuvenation and uh, restoration mode. So, you know, not only just for our skin, but for our whole body, that's when it repairs itself. That's when you, you know, have, it has time to actually go through and see if you've got any sort of like, something that it needs to fix, right? So sleep is extremely important. And I mean, if you're struggling with sleep, then I think that's when you need to start making like a schedule to know, okay, this is what time I should start to wind down. Maybe it's something as simple as, you know, turning off the devices like an hour before you have to go to sleep. Um, for me personally, I like to take magnesium, which is a, you know, a supplement that supports sleep um, and just relaxation, or maybe you need to take like an Epsom salt bath or something like that, just steps that will help you to get to sleep faster, but um, in order to stay sleep longer too. Um, but sleep is extremely important. 
I like how you brought up recommendations on how to get ourselves into the habit of healthy sleep. Um, it was it was hard for me to shift this around because for the longest time I either was or I trained myself to be a night owl. So I would get like a second wind around six or seven o'clock and then it'd end up working probably to like 10 o'clock on most nights. Like that's kind of how I orchestrate my day, but then I, would, I might sleep in the next day and have a slower start to my morning um, that, you know, had to go out the window uh, becoming a parent. And now come eight o'clock when my son finally goes to bed, I am ready. I am anxious to, to get there, but I know it was difficult at first and I had to build some routines around preparing myself for sleep. So like having tea was, was something like, you know, making some tea was something like, I just knew, like I was training my body. When I have tea, I go to bed right after tea. So once the tea hits my lips, I've kind of conditioned myself that bed is coming soon. Um, I, I stopped watching TV, uh, you know, usually before bed, I like to read before bed. So the act of reading makes me tired now. Um, all these little things that we can do to basically tell our bodies, oh no, it's time to shut down. And I think the big thing is, uh, and I'm curious your approach on this, but I have a conclusion to my workday now and I never used to. I kind of used to be that 24 seven, if I was awake, I could work. And if I wasn't awake, then so be it. But that meant I would think about work in bed. I would think about work if I woke up in the middle of the night, I would think about work and I might even work in bed. I might even pull my laptop out and just crank out something or, or pull my phone out, respond to some, some DMs or some emails. Um, so I normally stop working at a very specific time and then will enjoy an evening. So I stop work, enjoy something, whether that maybe I do watch a show or maybe I hang out with my family or maybe I read a book, whatever it is, I'll enjoy something totally disconnect from work before I go to sleep. That way I've kind of created that barrier because I notice there are nights, let's say I'm on a deadline. Uh, like this happened just last week. I was on a deadline. I had to work late and I worked until about, um, I think it was 7.30 or eight o'clock and I was in bed by 8.30, but it took me a little longer to fall asleep because of how late I ended up working. So my brain was still going. And even though my body was beat up, my brain was still kind of churning like, oh, let's let's think about some more stuff. And it took a while to settle that down. Um, is that something you've experienced? And if so, have there been things that you've done to, once again, encourage the mind to, to get into that restful state? Yeah, totally. Um, for me, the same thing in terms of devices, I shut them down um, a specific time every single night because, you know, our phones are nonstop, right? And, you know, as soon as you're responding to one person, the next message comes up and it's distracting. And, you know, I I find for us, like we we all live a busy life. So, you know, to to get someone to wait until the next day, that's fine. They, they can wait that, you know, nine, 10 hours for a response. It's not urgent, you know? So it's just telling yourself that, you know what, this isn't urgent. I can get back to it tomorrow and that's okay. And that's where I feel like a lot of entrepreneurs struggle with because they think if I don't respond right now, that person's going somewhere else. And for me, it was like, fine, 
go somewhere else. Like if you're expecting me to respond to you right now, then what's going to happen when I'm on a vacation or I'm, you know, mm -hmm. just not available, then you just, if I'm responding to them ASAP, then that's what they're expecting. But when I set a schedule and I'm not responding to them ASAP, then they realize, okay, you know what? I'm sending a message to Laura. She'll respond, you know, within, you know, 24 hours or whatever it is. And they know that. So they have that expectation. Um, and then also for me, when I started, you know, getting ready for my bedtime routine, because your mind does start going crazy and thinking of these wonderful ideas when you're supposed to be sleeping. So what I did was I just put, you know, a notepad beside my bed. And, you know, even if I was just about to fall asleep and this wonderful idea came up, I would just sit up, write it down in my book and I'd go to sleep so that the next morning I could look at it. And sometimes the next morning it was not, I was unable to read what I wrote, but at least I knew I wrote something down so I could clear my mind and go to sleep. Right. So I tell a lot of my friends and clients to do that. If your mind is going, just get something simple, just to write it down so that you can clear your mind and fall asleep. Back when I worked in marketing, um, every now and then I would have a dream of being at work and there is nothing more exhausting and annoying than dreaming about being at work and waking up and having to go to work assuming that you don't own your own business and you love your work like i dream about photo shoots now and i'm fine with it but i was so annoyed by this that i actually asked my boss i said hey can i start to bill those hours because I don't feel like I was at home. I felt like I was in the office the whole time. And my boss, give credit where credit's due, he said, if I have a good idea, I could build a company two hours. Uh, so if I ever had a good idea while I was sleeping, I could build a company two hours. I don't think I ever did. So I never got to claim those two hours, but that was that was a nice gift uh, that, that he did dangle out in front of me. You know, as, as I'm kind of hearing this, it's, I, I struggle with the word balance because I feel like balance implies that there is an equitable distribution of how we're dividing our time and everyone must divide our time equally in regards to what we're pouring into our work versus what we're pouring into ourselves. And I feel like it's so individualistic. Uh, you know, what I need might be different from what someone else needs, or someone else may be required to work a lot more hours given their circumstances or or, 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 or their background or their situation. Um, but overall, what I'm hearing is, is that there needs to be a prioritization and investment in ourselves if we ever expect the business to continue or ever expect the business to grow. Um, the most successful people that I've ever interviewed, had on this show, uh, you know, profiled in my book, there has always been a prioritization of health. So although I cannot directly connect financial gain to health, I can equate success to health. And those who prioritize health are oftentimes more successful than those who do not. And, I, and I'm curious if you've seen this correlation as well, and if that has really just become part of your own ideology it, as you work with your clients. 
Yeah, no, I, I agree with that statement for sure. Um, and I remember, I think it was one of the Rocky movies too, that was basically talking about, you know, prioritizing the health and basically how he was going through his transformation, getting ready to fight and, and how building up that fight in your, you know, your body, getting yourself ready for it and how that made him successful, made him, you know, knockouts. Right. And, and I feel like that is true in my life too. Um, but as well as a lot of our other friends and families who take their health seriously, because you know what you are waking up or in the evening, whatever time you're doing your workout, you are making that shift and putting that focus on yourself. And that is a huge accomplishment. And that pushes you to obtain new levels in all aspects of life. So not just success of, you know, um, your own business, but maybe even you're working for someone to push to get, you know, more um, success for that company. And it's just because you've started with that success with your own self first. Mm -hmm. Ultimately, what have you really set? Because this is this is kind of like, you know, we talked at the beginning, like you've you've really started to grow the services that that you offer people. And this focus of working with high achievers to to help them take care of themselves beyond beyond the investments that they put into their business, into their work, into their career to help them achieve success elsewhere, which would then propel them to achieve even more success in, in other areas. What is your ultimate mission you believe with this and, and where do you want to take your clients and where are you hoping to go with this? Yeah. So for me, my, my statement is basically that I want to help other high achieving women reverse the signs of aging through their nutrition, through their strength training and through their natural aesthetic treatments. Um, and I can do this just because I myself have gone through this process and, you know, they can learn through my mistakes and my guidance to actually get them the results and the success that they need to keep them there. That That's also the key is that so many times that we can, you know, let's say go to the gym or whatnot, you lose, you know, the weight because you've done this six week program or whatnot, but it's not successful a year down the road because it hasn't been a habit that you are implementing daily. And it's not a lifestyle change. Whereas how I work with my clients is that it's a lifestyle change so that you are able to lose the weight, um, tone the body, you know, strength train, watch your nutrition and get, you know, a reversed aging in your skin complexion and everything um, for a long time. So it's not just, you know, a quick fix. It, and it shouldn't be like, if we're, if we're doing this, the outcome is not just a finish line it's a it's a it's a commitment for what we want forever like that's ultimately the goal of this is that it's not you know and i used this statement before this is not a light switch it's not just on off healthy not healthy uh successful not successful i'm there or i'm not there this is a practice and as we practice, it's going to be imperfect and it's going to be human. And that's what's so 
important to remember about this is, and, and I love your approach about building these micro habits and building successes off micro habits to build upon and create even more success or even more uh, results by, by proving that these things can be done. I think that's that is so critically important. Uh, where can listeners go to be able to learn more about the work you're doing or to be able to connect with you directly? So I do have new tips on, you know, how to reverse the signs of aging every week. Um, so if you want to get my weekly text, then you can just text the word ageless to 416-628-9879. Um, you can find me on Instagram as well, uh, Laura underscore Sulios. Um, website is www.bodytunedby.ca. Perfect. And we're going to make sure all those links, as well as your, your number, which was once again, 416-628-9879. Was that right? Correct. Yeah, that's right. Beautiful. We're going to make sure that is in the show notes, text age list to that number. And Laura will fill you up every week with tips on how you can take care of yourself and reverse the aging that you might be experiencing within your own uh, life. Laura, this was absolutely such a pleasure. Thank you so much for taking the time to, to sit down and have this conversation. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me on. Thank you so much for listening to the Beyond the Image podcast. Please follow, like, and review wherever you happen to listen to the show. And if you want to connect to me, you can find me at jamespatrick.com, Instagram at jpatrickphoto, or you can text me any of your marketing questions to 480-605-3254. Thanks again.